and welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this issue, we are issuing a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. And then we come on the podcast, we read the story, we talk about what we learned in writing it, and then we talk about stories sent in by you wonderful listeners. Exactly, Mundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A, a doof, doof media, media production. production. Happy um, New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this one is looking to be a good one. It's Nothing terrible has gone so far in my life. Yeah, it's been a good three um, days. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. And the the recent bad news, the the thing that was in the news that everyone was bummed out about, Betty White dying, that happened on on December thirty first, didn't it? Yeah, like so that it was, was in the last year. That was last year. Mm-hmm. So we still got we just, nothing bad happened. There's nothing in the world that went wrong since since January first. Yeah, I mean, granted, granted, you know, you I can think quote the, me on that. I think the like only thing that has happened is that they are cracking down on the uh, January sixth insurrectionist which you know depending on your uh political leanings that could be a good thing i i mean i think, I think it is i mean i don't I'm know like, if i do doing that much but well definitely uh, not but i feel that there are some people that think that this is the first bad thing of 2022 that's so. i think that's rather silly I, isn't I, donald gonna do like a, a big thing on the 6th like it's on the on the anniversary of it, he's like doing some talk I have or something. Heard about this, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I wonder what he's gonna say. <laughs> well, probably just like let's do it again, yeah, or something. Yee yee, second time's the charm. Granted, electric like, boogaloo. Donald Trump has been switching up a lot recently to where like. Because at first, uh, you know, he was against uh, the uh, vaccines, and then he's with it, and then now he's preaching that people should get vaccinated, even though he did preach to to his base during his presidency that they shouldn't get vaccinated. Well, he didn't um, say, I don't think he ever said that just straight up, you shouldn't. He just was very much going, uh, it's your choice, you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to. And saying that, like, was basically saying, don't say it, yeah. Exactly, but I think there's, yeah. like, a, yeah, that little difference. But yeah, um, and yeah, that is the difference, but now he is switching up. So, hey, maybe yeah. when, he, when, he, when he goes up on, on the stand on uh, January 6th, you know, maybe he'll be like, you know what? We don't need to storm the, the, the Capitol. We need to trust the government in all that he does, in all that it does. Mm, okay yeah. i feel like that i wonder how that would turn out actually because i feel like his base would not enjoy that message i mean neither would i to be honest but well yeah but but then again like so his his base is is definitely split you know half of it is just right right leaning conservatives that have found something refreshing about how how about how raw donald trump is right mm-hmm. but then another half of his base are the fanatics people that follow mm-hmm. that follow donald trump and all of his whims these are the same people that probably you know took took uh, oxychloroquine or, or like whatever you right know, uh, the and, dewormer yeah thing. and the people that uh injected their their bodies with bleach and and, and such you know 
mm-hmm. these are the I feel that that portion of his his base, the ones that that will follow him throughout anything, would definitely take what he says and then say, oh yeah, we should follow the uh, government and and uh and like every single last thing that it does. What if but, he goes like, hey, those microchips actually make you stronger? So ooh, <laughs> yeah, so you should put on your very own uh Elon Musk microchip. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll be on our radar. Yeah, you actually get to uh, Snapchat people from within your own brain. Ooh, you okay. Think you on know, it really hard. That's kind of tight. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Uh, he can say a, a number of a thousand different things. But I know one thing that he's not doing, and that's the right thing. Yes. So. <laughs> Here that's the end on, of the podcast. That's, that's it. Because the second time you say it, that's the show. So, yeah. but uh, here on Do the Right Thing, we we have a podcast where we sit down, we talk about we read, politics, where we talk about politics sometimes, but the majority of it is reading other people's stories. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So the first story we are going to be reading this week on this wonderful week, where the words for this week were occupy, layer, tune, and static. The story we will be reading is by Ghost Pac-Man 4 with channel surfing. Yeah, this is a really cool story, so I'm excited to read it. Mm-hmm. Same old, same old. So this is Channel Surfing by Ghost Pac-Man 4. The dial was covered in grime. Not because it was old, though it was, but because her hand had been at it for so very, very long. Amanda pulled her right sleeve up so she could grab it with her right hand and used it to wipe down the dial. She took the grimy, dirty sleeve and used it to make a tally mark on the beige wall of the room. The wall she was on was filled three quarters of the way with tally marks. Two other walls were completely filled in by tally marks. Occasionally, some were circled, and most that were circled were crossed out. One wall was filled with different text. She wiped the rest of the dirt off her sleeve on the floor before going back to the chair and grasping the dial of the radio again. She tuned it to the next frequency. Amanda could only see eight digits on the display. Somehow, the frequency had kept increasing until the number ran off the display. When she had realized this, she had begun the tally system on the walls to continue keeping track. She was greeted with a sound of static. Next was more static. Using what she could see on the display, it took her ten more attempts before she got sound mixed in with minimal static. It's January 29, citizens. We have had to increase the number of volunteers to 200 brave and selfless souls. However, no crimson events were observed, so it seems we've discovered the next effective number required. Today, the Red Ministry discusses if so many people per day is a tenable number. Amanda sighed before tuning to the next frequency and beginning another streak of channels with nothing but static. Another dead end. No way do I want that kind of reality. It took her 23 more turns of the dial before she hit actual voices. We've taken over the central broadcasting stations. In 14 hours, 
On New Year's Day, we launched the true counteroffensive and overthrow the oppressive Hansial regime. Either join us and lend your aid, or when we ascend, those that chose to hunker down and stay quiet will be treated like the cowards they are. Stand up and fight. Ascend yourselves from the faceless masses and become fellow heroes. Amanda shook her head and moved on, much too dangerous. The number of dead channels filled with static she had to work through to reach an actual possibility was getting larger. In the beginning, every turn would get her something, but now it was one in twenty, maybe. And it's a beautiful morning. We're anxiously awaiting the status of the fifth, la of the fifth launch to Artemis, in the meantime, let's go over to Greta to tell us about a large warm front coming in from Oceanside and how it'll impact our weather. Amanda stopped. A possible candidate. She leaned back to listen to the particulars. Thanks, Rich. Given the direction it's taking, it'll hit the cold front coming in from the mountainside leading to heavy storms this week. People should be prepared with raincoats. Amanda noted the lack of cardinal directions. She grabbed the edge of her shirt and rubbed it into some grime on the floor. Using the accumulated dirt, she wrote side verse on the wall, with text along with the eight digits she could see, and walked over to circle the latest tally mark as a potential candidate. She went back to the chair and closed her eyes. Her mind then went to the task of noting anything about the broadcast that seemed questionable or worrying. Time passing was impossible to tell in this sealed room, but Amanda probably spent close to five hours listening. No real mention of mass violence, mysterious incidents, great divergence from the normal world she was used to. Used to might be a bit much at this point, considering how long it had been and Till she had been in that world. This, this room she occupied was her new normal at this point. But it would be worth it when she found the, the perfect next one. She looked over longingly at the one door in the room. As soon as she opened it, that would be it. She would be stuck there. Until then, she had all the time in the universe to consider it carefully. Had to be sure. Had to be. After a while, nothing crazy appeared in the broadcast. She left the tally mark circled and didn't cross out the circle. She could go over and listen to other circled marks to gauge them again. Amanda decided to keep turning the dial for now. If she could go to sleep, she would. But instead... Her vision kept longingly drifting to the door, zoning out as only static played in her one ear. A sigh escaped her, and Amanda reminded herself that being in this room was honestly a dream come true. It was draining in a way that she wasn't sure a human was designed to handle, but the end result would be worth it. She was so lucky to have ended up here. Amanda! She snapped out of her trance. Amanda! The voice came with a long crackle. This one, please! Once you open the door, it'll all collapse. 
Choose us, please. I don't want to die. I want to exist. Amanda, please. This one. Ama she turned the dial. Not that one. If they knew. Not them. She wouldn't be able to live with herself if they knew. It had to be perfect. Well, all right, all right. Uh, hold on, I need to fix these levels real quick. Jesus. Uh, turn that down. Um, but overall, I do, of course, enjoy not only the form of, of this piece, but the content also. Um, I, f I found that we get a good sense of to what this main character is sort of looking for as they are flipping through all of these different channels. Um, and yeah, it's, it is it is interesting, it is strange, and I just really enjoy reading this one. I think that this one has a really great, great concept overall. Mm -hmm. Well, then, with, with that context, I think it does work really well. Uh, a lot of the things that I said, even with, with the previous context, still are, you know, on, on par. I, I love how we are getting co deeper context based off of these different realities, based off of her own reaction to it. Um I I guess within this this new context, the only question that I do have is how. Well, she seems to be fairly aware of where she is, um, and I guess the really how of of how she actually got there wasn't isn't all too important because you know we're mm -hmm. we're staying within this uh, this one moment. Um, so I guess the only thing is like exactly what is she looking for on the deeper level like beyond just a sort of peaceful one um, mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah yeah that's a really great question um and because she's been looking for so so long and as she's listening she doesn't even like come up with what her criteria are Th uh -huh. there's reasons that she rejects these there's good reasons right the yeah. first one it's got like it seems like they're doing human sacrifices to stop the crimson events, whatever those are. Um, the second one has this terrible revolution going on. Um, and then the third one is like aware of the, the super reality stuff that's going on. Um, so those are reasons that she rejects them, but none of them have anything that she's like, yeah, this sounds perfect. Like what? Yeah. What is she looking for? Um, and she's, she says she's lucky in this to be in this room, but she's really not, is she? Like, um, mm. she's been in this world probably longer than she was alive in normal life, um, and it's just a radio station and grime. Like, that's everything there. Um, she uses the accumulated dirt to write text. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. Um, yeah, not a fucking pen in sight. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it does not seem like a like a good existence at all. And it seems like her hesitation is just, I don't know, driving her crazy. It, it's I don't know if she'd ever step out. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, especially based off of the ones that she is listening to, it seems that there's no reality that is 100% like oh I should should go here if it's not people shouting for their for their loved ones it's some sort of 
blood sacrifice re- uh, revolution, um, which hey, maybe there's a deeper sort of com- a deeper sort of commentary there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think like um, it, she's been doing this for so long, um, and in this pursuit of perfectionism, she's just never going to be satisfied ever. There will mm-hmm. always be something. I mean, she's gonna. Even if she finds one that's nearly perfect, I'm sure she would listen until she finds something she doesn't like. Yeah. Um, and then she'd be like, yeah, no, it seems like there's a lot of bad weather here or something. Like, I think it would be very easy for her to reject it. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's just so many possibilities of things not being perfect that I don't think she would ever get to whatever she considers perfect ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which, which again, I think that's a really good right concept especially within the, this own piece and it's something that is sort of explored throughout it on on the sense to where she's currently within this sort of safe space and how thus her being here it's harder for her to, to to step out of it knowing that whatever reality that she does step step into will have its own pitfalls so yeah again really really great concept for this piece yeah um i i like the sort of the unexplained nature of it because that's yeah like you said before it's not that's not the important part um what's important part is this this question and problem that she's facing um yeah it would be really funny uh the the thought of adding an explanation to this like it seems so ridiculous you know Mm -hmm. yeah just like oh she found a mysterious door and she opened it now she's here oh a a wish from a genie you know what i mean like there's nothing I, I think um, any explanation would definitely like uh, cheapen it, basically. Yeah, honestly, um, so for me, the, the the only ex expla- explanation that I know I would buy, but most people wouldn't, if if she was just some sort of mutant, you know. Sure, why not? Yeah, and and, and this is like her. I mean, granted, you know, because you know the like character of uh, Magic who like grew up in a altered d dimension. <laughs> sure. And can now jump back and forth. Like, yeah, this this person could uh, could be magic, but on her like off off day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really glad that there isn't some sort of some sort of explanation that we're just put right right into the thick of this story. The only other thing, and so I, I think something worth looking at more is the whole um, if you when you choose one, all of the other realities will collapse and mm. be destroyed is what it seems like um i think that's what the last one is is talking about um saying please choose us because only one reality gets to survive basically and i think that's that's interesting um it, it reminds me of just like that's my own thoughts sometimes of um like you know once i choose this one possibility all the other possibilities go away and they're completely impossible yeah um when it comes to like any choice did you watch master of none yes i did yeah okay so i think it's i'm not sure if it's season one or or two um but when he talks about that whole metaphor with the uh, fig tree from that one book the fig tree yeah yeah so uh, i forget the name of the actual book but in master of none the character reads a book and is struggle struggling with the metaphor of um this one um woman this woman is sitting below a fig tree and she's looking at all the fig tree with are all like representations of um different possibilities in in her life like this one fig represents her becoming like a doctor or that one 
you know, traveling the world or whatever. Um, but she sits under the tree for so long that so many of the figs like shrivel up and, and die and, and fall to the ground. And in the end, she just has to choose one before they all go bad, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has less choices because she waited so long. Um, I don't know. It just, it just reminds me um, a little bit of that, of just like you only get to choose one one choice for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the other options are null and void at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. So is it really, is it that reality itself that is actually asking them to, to choose that one because all the other ones are, are going to go, or basically saying don't choose? Or is that like basically a part of herself just saying that don't she should choose. not choose any of them because then they won't be possibilities anymore? Mm, true. Yeah. Huh, yeah, that's a, that's a, actually a really great thought experiment that sort of, that sort of uh, arises from from this this story, um, yeah. and I think that's why I do enjoy how it didn't leave like it didn't leave off with her making a choice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, yes, yeah, so keeping in this this terrible status quo, re- rejecting the possibility of moving forward. Yeah, um, because she's just uh, she's kind of defined by her decision paralysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I, okay, but overall, this is a really great story, and I'm so thankful for uh, uh, Ghost Pac-Man Four for submitting your story. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, it's high time to walk on into our listeners' submitted story section. So, we will be talking about a story by Walker by Faith, The Crutch Five. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is cool. So this is from well, we actually don't get revealed. I think. Uh, whose perspective it is for a bit um but they are um at a grocery store uh, at kroger they're very very tired um they're remembering paul a bit and it seems interesting because it's so far in the past it seems um their her memories of paul um and um we get also get revealed that uh she has a child also um who she kind of is i don't know she seems very frustrated and tired in general um but the child points out that a um older lady is like staring at them and so she tells uh, the child to go off and go pick a toy well she goes and talks to the lady and the lady asks her about paul uh paul mcintyre and says that i'm her i'm his mother audra and um that uh this main character's son um, looks just like how Paul did at that age. And um, then we get the reveal, or around that time, we get the reveal of, of who our narrative character is. And it's Sarah, the like love interest um, that Paul had for a little bit. Um, and <laughs> basically, um, uh, the little kid comes back named Polly and uh, says, Grandma? <laughs> Grandma? Um Implying that, yeah, so this is um, Sarah's son with, with Paul, which implies why she's so tired, because, you know, being a single mother is really fucking hard, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I really do love this um, continuation of this story. I, I love a lot of the references sprinkled throughout. I think that the uh, Transformers reference was hilarious. Uh, and I and I also like the uh, moment when I think the I think uh, Sarah picks up a um, a like a onion talks about ogres. I think that, that those moments were really nicely spread out and really kept a certain sense of levity within this piece. Um, I think overall uh, I, I really do enjoy 
just the events of this, how it feels so grounded and so con- contained and how we're jumping between Sarah's thoughts into r- reality uh, and how there is a really strong shift um, when these mm. when the son does uh, notice that there's a woman watching them. And I do love the sort of tension, w- w- the tension within that moment, because I-, I know for me, I was thinking like, oh, is this like some sort of child predator? Is a she going to, you know, try and try and try and pick up Paul, causing this main character so much grief? Um, so, yeah, yeah, like I, I, I really love all of the tension that's, that was being used to sort of build up this story. Uh, and I think it, it ended in such a curious place. Uh, this woman reconnecting with the mother of um, her baby daddy, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it, this is just leading mm-hmm. us to a really interesting place that I am very interested in seeing where it goes from here. Um, but overall, this story is really great, really, really well well written, and I'm excited that you that you decide to send another entry in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I think it's definitely a very interesting choice to yeah. jump um, eight years in the future is what it seems like, um, which uh, I, yeah, I really liked. Um, I'm wondering about the like dangling thread from I think last week with um Audra's mother being a victim of mm-hmm. like targeted harassment and how that's gonna factor in but it also doesn't necessarily have to um you know you don't actually have to it, some threads don't have to be uh tied up um but I think yeah this is a very this is the first time also that we're going yes. back into a, an older perspective that we've already been in um yeah and I guess this is sort of gonna be about uh remembering um yeah someone that's passed a long time ago and how it, it says at the beginning how like the grief is over and like the true healing is going on now definitely a, a different sort of topic than what was addressed before um well all right thank you very much to walker by faith and also thank you to ghost ghost pacman 4 for submitting stories and thank you and thank you to to walker by faith for leaving Hell comments yeah. not only under your under your own story but under someone else's thank you so much and uh, these these comments are definitely filling out the uh, form and then also you know providing someone else with really great great feedback um if you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your mm-hmm. stories to do the right thing you can do that by going to reddit at slash r slash do the right thing um if you want to see the words as soon as they come out the best place to do that would be on twitter uh by following at right thing cast or if you want to send us an email um just send how you're doing say how your new year went what are your new year's resolution is anyone doing a new year's resolution Ooh, to do the right one. thing that would be cool that would that would be dope i think um then send us an email at rightthinkcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com Exactly. And also, if you want to support us and everything else happening in Doof Media, you can do that by donating to the Doof Media Patreon. All you have to do is donate $10 or more per month to get access to exclusive bonus content, including the latest episode of Doof Over, which should be coming out sometime this month. Sure. Um, Yeah, we should make plans right after this call, maybe. So, um, of course, there's always so much else going on at Doof Media. If you haven't uh, jumped on and checked out What You Say, um, an OC podcast, please do. Um, there's just some wonderful, wonderful content. Uh, I think they're they're pretty freaking deep into it at this point. 
Um, but um, regardless, I think it's it's one of those things that you can just jump in and just hear the wonderful banter between uh, Scott and, and Elise. Um, and additionally, on January 7th, um, at the end of this week on Friday, is the this month's um, book club, the last one of 2021, where they'll be covering Red Mars, um, the first book of the uh, Mars trilogy. Um, which is, a, I believe it's a, a sci-fi classic. So if you haven't checked that out, I'm sure there is just barely enough time to get that from your library um, and and just power through it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a pretty classic uh, Mars, like, terraforming story. Um, and uh, I, think, uh, I think it won some awards. I don't remember which ones, but um, definitely worth a read and definitely worth tuning into the conversation about it. Mm-hmm. So the theme for next month, this brand new month in this wonderful year of 2022, is going to be all all new things, and it's going to be titled Paradigm Shift. Mm-hmm. Basically, we we want you to take a, a a story, whether it is one that you have that you have already written or a, or a brand spanking new one, and we want you to put a major shift within this story. A shift in in perspective for a main character, a shift in events, something that is unexpected to happen within your your story that that makes the beginning far different than how the story ends. Sure. Um. Yeah. The way that I um, am interpreting this is basically most stories start off with this like status quo. Um, mm-hmm. And then, at least in novels and stuff, the inciting incident is always um, uh, yeah, a big change that drives um, the, the characters out of that status quo and having to deal with an uncertain situation. So, um, yeah, try writing stories about that um, first paradigm shift, that first realization that, oh, things aren't going to be the same again. And that could be anything from, you know, the revolution begins... Uh, you know the aliens arrive or whatever but it can also be as simple as um someone's like first day at school or um someone um losing you know a loved one or uh starting a job you know what or whatever else like just some sort of change um and talking about how the character is going to react to that Mm-hmm, exactly and the words that you will be using to accompany this brand new theme are Kane, finish, lecture, and slot. So Kane, um, which um, I'm coming up with three meanings. One is like a walking cane, which someone uses to support themselves. Um, and I think the verb to cane someone actually comes from that, which is to um, use <laughs> a, a hard stick. Um, usually it's, it's a little thin, but not like super, super thin. I mean, it's enough to yeah. support someone, but it's not like it's a dense. bat. Um, to hit someone and beat them, usually extremely painfully, um, and it's usually like a pretty serious um uh, kind of assault. Um, and then the other meeting that's coming to mind is like cane sugar, which is named after the first thing. Um, mm-hmm. where we also, get most of our sugar. We we will definitely let you use the uh, name cane, uh, the Spider-Man clone cane. Okay. Uh, as as long as. The cane in your story is, in fact, the Spider-Man clone cane. Right, of course. Of course. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, we had our uh, Transformers reference as requested in Walker by Faith's yes, story. Please, yeah. So we really appreciate that. So then the next one, we need to include um, 
Spider-Man's clone, Kane. But I yes. don't want any mention of Spider-Man, though. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Just Kane. And, and also, no Spider-Man villain either. Yeah. So. Right. Just Kane. Just mm-hmm. just Kane all the time. Um, just just Kane, yes. Uh, if you want to write about the uh, French uh, Cannes Con- f- Film Festival, how do you pronounce that? I didn't even know this was a thing. Oh, well, okay, it's a film festival, and it's like C-A-N-N-E with the little little accent S. Cane? I don't know. I, I'm not educated. It's fine. If you want to write about that one, I'll also forgive it, even though it's a different spelling. All right, next word is lecture, which is to um, teach someone about something using words. Yeah, yeah. Using words ex- extemporaneously. Yeah, typically. and usually extensively. Um, to lecture mm-hmm. someone about something is usually used in the phrasing of, um, I don't want to hear this, and they just kind of kept talking about it and kept telling me about it, and yeah, um, it I because they felt that I didn't understand even though I do. That's that's how I understand mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. So to finish is to end something, um, and also it can be used to mean finishing anything. I think if you just say yeah. I finished. Well, there's also a sexual... I think if you're in a sexual context, or even close to one, and you say, I finished, <laughs> it means... It, like, if if I asked Jarvis, did you finish, then... Then I would say, all the all, time. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Did you finish? All the time. Okay. Yes. I'm glad. Um, the last word is slot, which is a opening. Usually, it is a sort of vertically shaped opening... Or at least like a line mm-hmm. of some sort. It, it could actually be horizontal too, I suppose. Yeah, it's and you put things in it normally. Yes, um, normally you yeah. slot things into it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like a slot machine, mm-hmm. um, or a slot on a vending machine, or a a, a slot that you picked up from your date. Your date. A sl- oh. You you picked up a slot from from your date. Yeah, for your date. Oh, for yeah, your date. A slot. Okay, yeah, yeah. One 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 slot, please. One, t- <laughs> one slot, please. Uh, Jarvis, can you please tell me what story you're going to be writing for Do the Right Thing next week? Yeah. So uh, my story is going to be about Kane, uh, the the um, Spider-Man clone. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, and and basically this is after he um, finished off his last victim, who was who was a uh, kingpin, um, and he stabbed him through the heart, leaving a slot that gushed with blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after he was done doing that, he was like, "Oh, oh damn, I have class." And then he <laughs> swung all the way to his small uh, community college on the south side of Houston. Wait, so um, Kane is in to take in a Houston? lecture? Yes. Rather than New York. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yep. And yeah, he's uh, he's doing it. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. He's, he, he's in class now. Uh huh. It does, is mm-hmm. it just fade to black, or is it just like the camera stays on him as he just goes throughout his normal day in class? 
Yeah, no, no, yeah. So, so, so basically, after that, that gruesome murder, it's is literally just like a a two hour, a two hour movie of him going to like lecture, eating in the uh, food hall, and then um, going home to to study. I love un- food until hall. He goes goes to sleep. Yeah, food a food hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, I'm going to go through my story real quick. So I'm going to talk about a um, an old man professor. He's an old man professor. He's so old. He needs a cane to get around. Right, um, and uh, he was lecturing the class, um, and then when he um, finished, he went to the casino, which was right next door to the university. Um, but um, college students are not allowed to go in, so it's a really complicated situation, um, really. But he goes to the slot machines. Uh, he wins the jackpot, um, but they suspect that he cheated because he's a math professor, um, mm-hmm. and so he was probably counting cards at the slot machines. And oh, no. um, so they arrest him. Um, well, they, they casino arrest him, which is that they put him in the basement and then they beat him um, until he reveals the secrets. And um, it turns out all the people beating him, all the people at the casino were all his students. And he has to give them straight A's for the rest of the year. Um, Damn. So, uh, which is really unfair to the other students who uh, didn't go to the casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, granted, you know, like, I will always respect someone's grind. And, like, <laughs> setting up a casino specifically to cast your teacher counting cards and thus beat him senseless with a cane mm-hmm. until he gives you an, an A. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if, if like, I was that, that teacher, I would respect the hustle enough just to give them the, like, A, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. That would be... They, they put in work. It would be... The the pretty decent pretty thing decent to do. thing to do, um, yeah, yeah for for these these students for these students know? because I mean they were they were all failing anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the the lead way. one is actually just really altruistic. They actually already had straight A's. They just wanted all their buddies oh. to. Stop.